We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Alex Cora has called this year's Red Sox team consistently inconsistent, and never was that more true or more obvious than in the pizza oven of Camden Yards in Baltimore this weekend. The Sox on Saturday did what you'd have thought they would do. They pulverized a pretty bad Orioles team, 17-6. to But on Friday and Sunday, it was crap and crap. Losses of 11-2 and 5 nothing, putting the Red Sox 11 behind the Yankees, 100 games along. Yeah, Saturday, 17 runs on 17 hits. Sunday, no runs on one hit against Asher Wojciechowski. Is this real life? Yeah, it is. They just lost two out of three to Baltimore, and we will try and talk you through it next. This is the podcast you need in your life now more than ever. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Asher Wojciechowski, tougher to hit than spell, apparently. 13 letters in that last name. That is 12 letters more than hits he allowed. He is only the 15th pitcher ever against the Red Sox, ever, to go at least seven and a third, give up, no runs, and strike out 10. Other notables are guys like, oh, the big train, Walter Johnson, Bob Feller, Jim Bunning, all Hall of Famers, Mike Mussina, Hall of Famer now. But now Asher Wojciechowski adds his name to that list, and we are left trying to figure out what is going on. Josh Lewin with you. And for the next 20 minutes or so, we'll do our best to just try to work through it. I mean, what else can you do? 100 was the temperature. 100 is the number of games. At least it was National Ice Cream Day on Sunday, if that perks you up at all. But as we were trying to figure out how to even say Asher Wojciechowski, uh, we just never figured out how the Red Sox could hit the guy. They never made an adjustment. The guy, give him credit, a journeyman, 30 years old, only his 15th ever major league start. You know, the, the last Orioles starter with 10 strikeouts against the Red Sox was Sidney Ponson of Aruba. That was back uh, around opening day of 2001. I didn't see this coming. Did you guys? 105 pitches along. He finally tipped his hat. A standing O from the O's fans and very well-deserved. So we'll get back to the Sunday game. I promise. I don't really want to, but I guess we we probably should get at it. Friday is where it all started, and Friday did not go well either. This was a game where it was David Price able to get out there and show that this whole whoop-de-doo with Eck is no big thing, that there's nothing else on his mind except beating a bad Baltimore team. He gave up a three-run home run to Anthony Santander in the first inning. The second straight game he's given up a three-run home run in the first Red Sox fought right back. Sam Travis, his first home run of the year. Good for Sam. Back for a fourth trip this year already. Trip around the bases. 415-foot home run off John Means, a guy that has just killed the Red Sox this year. And it was 3-2, to two, and you're figuring, okay, they'll get him. I mean, they'll totally get this team. 
but they never did. Price gave up another run in the second, two more in the fourth, and against the bullpen, it was pull-away time for Baltimore. They won 11-2, very soft-looking game for the Red Sox against John Means, a guy that made his Major League debut against the Red Sox last September, didn't think much of him at that point. This is a guy, as we talked about on the broadcast, that was all ready to hang it up. He had set up a LinkedIn profile. He was ready to just try to become a teacher back in his hometown. Then he ends up being an all-star. Alex Cora never did get him in the game. and means showed Cora maybe why he should have gotten him in in Cleveland. He went six innings. It was an 11-2 final. This was a day that everybody was talking about the Yankees because of Aaron Boone calling his team savages, right? With that whole thing with the home plate umpire, Brendan Miller. So you're thinking, all right, if they're savages, what are we looking at here? Is it the Boston Barbarians, the Boston Brutes? You know, we can do that too. But it, it never did materialize. And just kind of a dud of a game. That was an 11-2 final. And at least the Red Sox got the home run from Travis. It's kind of the best thing we said about that game. So on to Saturday, and here's where things started to click. Game number 99 of the season and with apologies to Elton John, Saturday night, yes, it's all right for fighting, but it's also right for sweating profusely through all your clothes. I, I, I never asked Joe about this, but I, uh, let's just say I had a letter in my mailbox for most of Saturday night. This was just not a comfortable night underwear-wise at all. Uh, Tom Eshelman started for Baltimore, and he was terrible. You, you figured that. I mean, Tom Eshelman is a, a journeyman type. It was Rick Porcello on the mound former Cy Young Award winner, of course, for the Red Sox. But you know what? This was a 5-5 game at the end of three. Porcello was actually granted a 5-0 lead. It did not hold up very well. He ended up giving up 11 hits, six runs in this game, but somehow emerged as the winning pitcher. And that's kind of been the thing for the Red Sox. They're out hitting their own poor pitching of late. That is not a sustainable model. But in the last 30 games, no team in baseball has scored more runs or has a better team batting average or OPS than the Red Sox. But the Red Sox are only 19 and 12 now in 31 games, actually, over that time. That's, uh, you know, more wins than the Astros and the Twins, and that's good. But the Sox team ERA in that time, it's 5.29. The starters and the relievers both exactly 5.29. So how the Red Sox are managing this, it's not really complicated. I mean, they're, they're scoring early and often because now the top third of the order is great. But the starters' ERA has been about the worst in Major League Baseball over the last month or so. So that's why they can't really catch fire completely here. They did get an eight-run top of the fourth on Saturday night, though, and it was two-out thunder from Mookie Betts, who had already homered in this game. You had uh, Rafi Devers coming through. You had, I mean, everybody came through, and, and we'll articulate some of these stats a little bit later in the, in the podcast. But, uh, you know, there are so many guys on this Red Sox team that are just so dangerous and against a, a team like Baltimore when they're throwing Eshelman and Yaka Bonus, and eventually in this game, Stevie Wilkerson, an infielder for two innings. Yeah, you should get 17 runs. I mean, this is not that complicated. It's been that complicated for some reason against the Baltimore Orioles, a, a team that they just decimated a year ago and 16-3 and three against them. This year, they're only 8-5. and five. But Saturday, uh, even Sandy Leone hit a home run, meaning... All 12 active hitters on the Red Sox roster right now, all of them have homered against the Orioles this year. It was 12 games in against Baltimore. All 12 guys were in that book. Lyons came against Stevie Wilkerson, which is kind of funny because he was just throwing up what he calls poo-poo. He's calling himself Dr. Poo-poo, which I love. It's like Dr. K, you know, back in the Doc Gooden days, but with poo-poo instead of K's. 
He was throwing up 55 to 60 mile an hour, whatever. Call it poo-poo if you must. And only Sandy Leone could figure it out. He, he slammed one out for a, a run in the ninth inning. Red Sox with that eight-run fourth. That's kind of nice on a 98-degree night to look at a snowman. They, they had the eight runs in the fourth. Uh, this was already a, let's see, it was a 16-run outburst by the top of the fifth inning. So, I mean, th- this one was just a, a no-doubt-about-it kind of ball game. Again, there's concern about Porcello, but he keeps winning. His runs support the last four games. Sounds like what the Ravens give their defense to work with uh, every single time right down the street here in Baltimore. It's been 13, 10, 10, and 17. And it's kind of like, all right, you know, just lock them down from their defense, which with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, they would actually do. These days, not, not quite as much, but I digress. Porcello getting that much run support, you'd think his ERA would, in kind of a commensurate manner, be going down and not up. But it has been going up. It's all the way up to 5.61 now. There's only three starters in the American League any worse. So I don't mean to to exacerbate and and pile on the negative here because there was enough good stuff Saturday with these 17 runs, a season high. And remember, the Red Sox hung 19 twice on Baltimore last year. They're going to get to blackjack one of these days, especially if the Orioles have the same pitching staff intact. That's what we figured on going into Sunday. And we'll get to that in a moment. But we might as well talk just a shade more about the good stuff Saturday. Got to mention Jackie Bradley Jr. And we'll hear from him in just a moment. A pair of three-run home runs. He got an 0-2 slider on the second one, dinged it right off the foul pole. You know, Bradley back in May, he, uh, he turned in what may be the catch of the year. Took away the home run and extra innings by Trey Mancini here in Baltimore. And pretty much right around that time is when he got going offensively, too. It was about a week and a half later in Houston. First 49 games, Bradley didn't hit a single home run. And then in the subsequent 50 games, it's 11. Got his batting average from 144 to 232 in that time. So we talked to Jackie after the game. Okay, well, Jackie, congratulations. I two swings and six RBIs uh, using the whole ballpark, and both were crushed. Thank you, thank you. What'd you how'd you... Uh, approach it because you were hit the first pitch out uh, that you saw and then an 0-2 pitch um i was just trying to see a ball out over the plate and um got a first it was actually a, a well-located pitch but i guess with me you know looking out over i was able to get my hands extended to put that part of the bat on the ball the fact that it's in baltimore jackie i know that it has meaning for you, you we had the the peak at your dad, and, and he's stoic. You know, he wasn't doing, the, he wasn't spiking the football or anything. He just, you <laughs> know, stood and clapped for you like he's seen that before, which I, I know he has. But got to be special, right, when you have a night like this in Baltimore. Yeah, it's always great uh, when you have family in, in town supporting you. This is, besides D.C., yeah, this is the closest um, stadium that my family can drive up to um, from being rich, from Richmond, Virginia. So, and they're being division rivals, so they're able to get up here every single time we play Baltimore. So it's always great to see family. And this is a big plus for the ball club to see everybody so hot. Uh, Mookie, three hits, a J.D. getting it going, uh, and, of course, Devers consistently. Yeah, it was a great um, team team win overall. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of fun tonight. Last one for you, Jackie, and I'm, I'm cutting it short because I just know it is so hot out there. So, I mean, it's basically how hot was it tonight, and are you ready for tomorrow when they say it's going to be 104? Yeah, tomorrow's going to be the, probably the most difficult one of the three. Um, at least the, these past two games are at night. We're just going to have to wear pretty much wear the sun tomorrow. Um, but just make sure we hydrate and 
He'll continue to drink more <laughs> water. Oh, well, prehydrate tonight, Jackie. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> All right, thanks. Congratulations. A lot of fun to watch you. Good thanks on you, Jackie Bradley, and making some history there. It, it's kind of an underreported thing, but Jackie Bradley with another six RBI game. That's four of those, six or more. He had a seven RBI game, actually, uh, back in 2015. Four six-pluses since his 2013 debut. Only other guys that can match that are Manny Machado, Edwin Encarnacion, and Carlos Gonzalez, which would not have been a name I would have guessed. But anyway, uh, that's the Jackie Bradley Jr. story, and that was part of the carnage on Saturday. Okay, so you flip the, the paper here. We go to Sunday, and I don't know about you guys. The thought that this would be the Asher Wojciechowski show never, ever, ever, ever entered your mind. Just a, a redwood forest of question marks in this uh, pitching rotation for Baltimore. They go to Wojciechowski to replace Dan Straley. And the last time we saw Dan Straley, he was giving up four home runs over eight batters to the Boston Red Sox. And I, I kind of figured more of the same. Asher Wojciechowski, a 30-year-old, only his 15th major league start. Uh, his resume is pretty much as long as that last name. It's Toronto, Houston, Miami, Arizona, Cincinnati, White Sox, Cleveland, and finally here to Baltimore. He's on a team that's given up 189 home runs. He himself, a couple years ago with Cincinnati, in 60 innings, he gave up 14. So it's like, welcome. You're, you know, this is exactly the spot for you. And established in the first inning, he was just terrific. He, he knocked over Mookie Betts, striking him out. Xander Bogart struck out. Devers almost took the ball out of the yard. I mean, we'll, we'll give him that. But that's what he's been doing anyway all the time. Rafael Devers, just as a quick side note, Third in the AL in slugging percentage. He is third in batting average behind LeMahieu and Brantley right now. He's second in hits behind Whit Merrifield. He is top three in basically everything. And the Red Sox are almost one, two, three in runs scored in the American League. If Bogarts can overtake Trout, they will have that. It'll be like a 27 Yankees kind of thing. We looked it up. The last time anybody was one, two, three for the same team in runs scored at the end of a year, got to go back to the 1952. <laughs> Cleveland Indians, but uh, only Devers was stinging the ball in this one. He almost hit a home run in the first. It was to the warning track. This game, the first 10 batters in 100-degree heat, there were seven strikeouts, the Devers uh, almost home run, there was a walk, and an actual home run by Trey Mancini. That's it. I I mean, it was just nothing baseball happening there for a while. Mancini, though, ends up with two home runs his first two at-bats, both off the former Oriole Andrew Kashner. And if I read this correctly, Kashner never did lose on this mound this year as a Baltimore Oriole. The Orioles are 30-67. and 67. Somehow, Kashner did nothing but win on this mound. He puts on a Red Sox uniform, and he loses immediately. Six innings of six-hit, four-run ball. Did have seven strikeouts, but the two home runs allowed to Trey Mancini, a guy who's been killing the Red Sox all year. And... Uh, Okay, you know, so Mancini helps him out to a 4 nothing lead, but at some point you're going to figure out Asher Wojciechowski, right? They never did. They never did. The only hit was in the seventh inning, a leadoff double by Devers. Who else? Almost actually got out of the ballpark. But the, the last Orioles starter with 10 strikeouts against the Red Sox was Sidney Ponson in 01, and this happens today in 2019 for Asher Wojciechowski. It, and we've said it before, it's like drowning in... Several inches of water. Nate Evaldi was ready in the bullpen to save something this weekend. It, it never got to him. I mean, all this talk about, oh, the Red Sox will be fine once Nate Evaldi's out there. Maybe. And uh, why pitch Evaldi when you've lost 11-2 and 5 nothing, 
and won the other game 17-6. They had won 15 out of 18 on the road, had the Red Sox, 19 out of 22 at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. They have been 15-3 and their last 18 getaway days. I mean, everything statistically said that this one on Sunday should have been a big win. They hadn't been shut out in 81 games. They, they lose 5 to nothing, getting one hit a day after getting 17 runs. I don't understand it either. And, you know, the, the Saturday game, it was, all that was missing was the Batman captions to accompany the swings, just one rocket after another. Nothing close to that against the, the fighting Brandon Hydes on Sunday. Maybe Alex Cora can explain it. Let's give him that opportunity. Here he is after the game. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> um, he threw all well at the same time. We, we were in discipline. Uh, especially the righties on the outside part of the plate. You know, he was cutting out there and then the slider. He was able to expand out with the fastball, but, uh, you know, um, he did a good job just keeping us out there and swinging at bad pitches, you know. And when you do that, you run into, you know, games like this, and um, there's no hard contact, a lot of swing and, swing and misses, and uh, surprisingly, yeah. Where did you see him catch He struggled in the beginning. I mean, some good swings and, uh, you know, I think he hung a changeup to, to Mancini, the second one. But after that, he started using his fastball. His tempo was good. It seems like his control was a lot better, a lot shorter at bats after the third or fourth inning. You know, he, he got into a rhythm uh, late in the game. So he threw the ball well at the end. Alex, those three at-bats after Rafi doubled, you got a chance to maybe get right back in the game there and didn't really couldn't get up and generate it. Yeah, I mean... Um, just like I said, not, not disciplined enough. You know, he, he was able to expand, pitch through the edges the whole time, um, cutter, slider, and, you know, when he was way ahead in the count, used that fastball up, and it, we just couldn't stay away from the edges today. When we do when we do that, we get in trouble. Any big league team that swing at the edges is weak contacts, swings and misses, and we, we, fell, we fell into the trap today. How disappointing is the series to lose to It's a tough one. I mean, um, of course, but we got us on the page. We know what starts tomorrow. Just go over there and, you know, just keep keep going with the rhythm offensively. Don't don't let up, you know. Uh, it was a bad day today overall uh, as a team, especially offensively. But we know we can hit. We know we can score. You know, it's just a matter of tomorrow. You know, we, we got a tough schedule coming up and be ready for it. Is it like after the All-Star break? Going into the All-Star break, you felt pretty good about things. And you guys have just been sort of a 500 team since. Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, we haven't been comp- consistent. And uh, that's, that's the trouble we, we run into it. Um, you know, today, um, although they scored four, he gave us a chance to win the game. You know, we know we can score runs, and we didn't. So, you know, just find it tomorrow. Start going. Is that what is that what you're hoping for from Cashman to give you six consistently like that? Yeah, that's what we're looking for. You know, uh, length, you know, we haven't been <clears throat> able to do that in that spot the whole season. Um, you know, although he was four, I know he's not happy with it, you know, but six innings, it was good for us, you know, and we know we can score runs. Does it make it any, any tougher to deal with this loss considering the set schedule that you guys have coming up next? Any loss is, is tough for us, so it really doesn't matter. All right, that's the manager. And, you know, the, the good news is after all that early season dog paddling, here are the Red Sox finally able to swim up right next to the Tampa Bay Rays. They had gotten within one game of them. Now they're two games back again. Problem is the A's and the Indians have done the same thing and with even stronger strokes. Both Cleveland and Oakland very hot right now, and they have sailed into those two wild card spots, bumping the Rays and the Red Sox down a peg. So all of a sudden, this series coming up, three in Tampa Bay, that's what's at stake. Somebody's got to get a toehold now, and you're asking the Red Sox to do it, having lost two out of three to Baltimore. Tampa Bay had lost five straight into Sunday before they got the big Travis Darno Grand Slam to right their ship. They had scored 11 runs in five games, all losses, and they're struggling. Kevin Kiermeyer to the injured list with a bad thumb. 
They just put Ryan Stanek uh, on the IL with a hip issue. They just demoted their two-way Brandon McKay guy. Uh, they've got Robertson on the DL. They've got Lau on the DL or IL. So it's kind of a limping Tampa Bay team. But, you know, two of the top 10 ERAs in the AL, they've got them, Morton and Chirinos. Overall, the best ERA in the majors, 3.4. And the Red Sox, they're only hitting 212 against Tampa Bay this year in nine games. They've lost five out of nine. Tampa Bay, uh, you know, another team. It seems like everybody's doing this. They've got seven players with 10 or more home runs already. Red Sox have nine of those, by the way. Uh, Travis Darno is actually the eighth, I guess, having uh, had that grand slam on Sunday. G-Man Choi is closed with nine. They had a lot of guys basically between 10 and 16 home runs that can hurt you. Uh, we mentioned Brandon Lau, who's a rookie of the year possibility. He's got 16 to lead the team. Mike Zanino is supposed to be their catcher. He's hitting just 177, but these guys just find a way to win, as I'm sure you're well aware by now. And the, the challenge for the Red Sox is to go in there, and maybe this is the team you have to sweep. We all thought it would be the Orioles, but maybe it's going to have to be the Rays instead. Eduardo Rodriguez will get the call on Monday. He's 11-4. and four. 4.34, and the Sox have won 15 of the last 18 times he's started. Eddie's lost only once himself his last 10 games with an ERA of three, but a cautionary note, winless at Tampa Bay. Four games started and a 7-11 ERA. I don't mean 7-11 like Cumberland Farms or AMPM or, or Wawa. I mean his ERA is literally 7.11. Uh, final note. From Sunday, just a, a quick tip of the hat because it was Hall of Fame induction day. Lee Smith, a, just kind of an asterisk, I guess, next to his name as a Red Sox because he really wasn't a Red Sox for long. But, you know, at least there's that thread. And he had just one season with an ERA of under two, but I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame. He never had the peak level of dominance like Eck or Dan Quisenberry or Bruce Suter or the other closers of that day. Only got into four postseason games and lost two of them. But he lasted seemingly forever. And in a, a big class, Smith and Harold Baines and the late Roy Halladay, uh, Edgar Martinez, Mariano Rivera, of course, and Mike Mussina. And that kind of rolls us to the end of the podcast because it was Asher Wojciechowski doing the Mike Mussina impression. I, I still can't believe this happened. And yeah, it was a no-win weekend for Alex Cora anyway. If you sweep the Orioles, no one's saying prepare the duck boats because you're supposed to crush Baltimore. But if you lose twice, it's like Duke basketball losing to Monmouth. And you got a lot of explaining to do. So this season continues to be the, the website with the slow internet connection here. It's just buffering, 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 taking forever for this thing to load. And, well, the Red Sox crapped a big load, unfortunately, all over Baltimore. And it stunk. Oh, did it stink. And everybody stinks right now because it's 100 degrees. Let's, let's all go take a shower as Rodney Dangerfield was dubbed as saying every time they, they played Caddyshack on TBS. All right, to the showers, boys. Let's, uh, let, let's get out of here. Go to Tampa Bay and win three. This is Josh Lehu, and again, the final from Sunday, unfortunately, was Orioles 5 and Red Sox nothing. This is Sox Daily. Bye-bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.